Yes. Well, welcome to Auckland Unitarian Church, another week of lockdown. It's especially welcome people who have drawn the short straws of lockdown, people whose education is suffering, New Zealanders who are unable to return from other countries, health workers, police and, politi and, and politicians, people whose jobs are in trouble, people who are battling despair. Mm. May we find the strength to help our neighbours who are in need and the humility to ask for help ourselves. Tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Welcome to Nina, who is our Zoom host today. Well, for my reading today, I've got one about tough love. Sometimes we're having to learn tough love in our community today. Well, the Christians who wrote the New Testament mostly believed in loving one another, but occasionally that came unstuck. And Matthew's Gospel says the church had set up a formal complaints procedure. He says, Jesus gave this piece of advice. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member still refuses to listen, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a person be to you like a Gentile and a tax collector. This chalice is our focus point. It marks our shared inspiration and the hopes and joys that we bring to each other. It's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Better to let its bright light show where you stand, for its warmth will melt the dark night like the coming of a new dawn, and hope will be spread by that small flame in your hand. When I agreed to preach at this service a couple of weeks ago, I had to pick a topic off the cuff. So I said I'd talk about how we can help people who are hard hit by lockdown. Now, Prime Minister's words, be kind. But eight days ago, that story was overtaken by Brian Tamaki running his protest against the lockdown. So I've changed the topic to be kind and most of the time. <laughs> that breaks down into three issues. How can we help other people through this lockdown? What kinds of help do we need ourselves? And what kinds of tough love do we need to show to Brian Tamaki and others? First, the bit about being kind. One example from my own experience is to help tradesmen. Marion and I have a guy who mows our lawn every couple of weeks, very helpful person who is here, wet or fine. Thanks to COVID level three, he's missed his entire income from us for a couple of rounds. To make it worse, the grass has sprung up as high as 20 centimetres in, in places. So we started helping him by getting our shears out and cutting back the worst patches of grass ourselves. Then the next day he came to do the job himself and asked if we could give him an extra $5 because of the longer grass. So we said yes, but we also paid him for the times that he hadn't been able to come. 
Another group we feel we should help is the hospitality industry. They've been one of the hardest hit. And even though they are partly back in business, a um, lot of people are having to be spaced out. So they're not doing as much business as usual. Well, our help was to take a drive through meal a couple of days ago, buying a dinner at KFC. We also discovered a very good kitchen that prepares Middle Eastern meals so you can cook them yourselves. They're called Madame Jojo. So we're using them more than before and putting in this advertisement for it. We can also help people, and it's happening at a huge level, I think, through social media. My wife, Marion, has an exhausting schedule, up to six Zoom meetings a week for church and other projects. And I've done one or two myself. I think Zoom is a great way of boosting people and giving each other help. One example is I missed my own birthday party six weeks ago, thanks to COVID. So I organized a Zoom get together of my family and I invited every relative I could think of, including people I hadn't seen for years. And lots of them came. Several of them said we should do this more often. So I'd like to say thank you for Zoom and thank you for COVID for making us more hospitable than before. The second issue, what kind of help could we do with ourselves? I'm very glad to say I've been on the receiving end of lots of kinds of help. Marion's nephew does some supermarket shopping for us once a week. We give him a list on Friday night and he buys it on Saturday. It also means we have a weekly chat with them on the front lawn. So that helps us cope. One of my biggest hassles has been training to run a half marathon. In March this year, I was enrolled in a 8K run around the bays, but that got cancelled because of COVID. So I thought, no sweat, I'll do a half marathon instead, more than twice the distance. So it was quite an exciting challenge. I hate to report that it's come badly unstuck over winter. To do that kind of distance, I need to be on the road about five hours a week. We've had so much atrocious weather that has often been impossible. I got a bad chill from running in the rain, was out of action for two weeks. I used to go to a gym on rainy days, but they got shut because of COVID. After two months of this, my running got slower, not faster. This was very depressing. But my daughter Karen is very sporty as well. And she said she would do a training one with me on part of the track I've never been on before from Devonport to Northcote. And now they've postponed the marathon to the end of January. I'm getting a sense of doom that there was going to be another lockdown before then. So part of me feels like giving up. Another small disaster. My dog ate my hearing aid. <laughs> the first thing I knew of it were all little blackened black and plastic bits all over our carpet. Uh, he had spewed half of them up and left the rest all over the place. So now I can't hear very, people very well. Well, I got a replacement one two months ago. Unfortunately, it's been sitting on the iSpaces shop ever since, thanks to COVID. One problem has been helped, dealt with so, uh, so well, I almost can thank the disaster for it. I've had eye problems for over a year, and it looked like I was going to be unable to drive. But thanks to Greenland Clinic, they've been treating me and many other non-COVID patients right through lockdown and over about a year of visits. Um, I've been one of the privileged few. They had to cut the numbers down so they can space people out in the waiting rooms. I've been one of the lucky ones who's had excellent treatment. And as of about a week ago, I've almost got 
2020 vision again. So I feel quite vulnerable to COVID, but I also feel grateful for huge help coming from many directions. So the third issue is what about situations where tough love is needed? I've seen a couple myself just walking down the street. In one case, I was running through Greyland when I saw about 10 police cars called up on the opposite side of the road. I asked another bystander what it was. He said some guy's gone crazy with a knife. It appears he was attacking his own, a member of his own household. And then he attacked the police when they intervened. This was on television that night. Then just three weeks, three days ago, I woke up to hear a tow truck a couple of doors away from our home. It had one car on its deck and was winching another onto a platform at the back. I thought the miserable dogs um, doing something like this um, on a Sunday morning. And then I found out this car had parked right across my neighbor's driveway. They were essential workers, so they couldn't go to work without calling in the tow truck. So that's COVID. More people than usual are going crazy. More people are stepping over other people's rights. And the police are more busy than usual containing these angry people. So Brian Tamaki, who has hit the news, is just one of thousands of people who are under pressure and breaking the rules. But it was still not obvious what should be done about him. I supported the police at the start for, for not going in in force, breaking up the protest. We've seen that approach used leading to violence in Sydney, Melbourne and several other cities on our tellies. Our police took a gentler line. But then a petition got started saying they should take action. A day later, it turned out they had taken action and been gathering evidence against just a couple of people, Tamaki and one or two of his helpers. I thought our police had a good answer. So when the petition reached us, I signed it because I thought the arrests had been well managed. But when I read the fine print, I saw it was not supporting the police. It was condemning them for acting too slowly. So now I wish I hadn't signed it. And I think I will write a, a letter to the police congratulating them. There are other issues where people will be hurt if the authorities are too heavy. This is the same issue that um, Nina was talking about, social cohesion. It is very much threatened. If the police had overreacted, there would be more division in New Zealand and not less. For instance, Maori are one of the groups with a lower number of people getting vaccinated. Others are getting nervous about vaccination for health reasons. If we had too much police pressure or other pressure on these people, it would ruin our social cohesion. So I was pleased to discover only the next day that the government did care about people who are opposed to vaccination and is setting up some special programs to help them, including Maori. So over the past week, New Zealand has changed tack and putting more emphasis on a vaccination. An international report this morning listed dozens of countries and found that the United Arab Emirates had the highest score with 95% of their people vaccinated. And New Zealand was way down the list on 67%. We have been overtaken by former disaster areas, the United States and Britain. But other countries, to my surprise, have praised, me, praised us for this turnaround. They said Jacinda acted wisely by focusing on containment at the start and is now acting wisely by focusing on vaccines. So she seems to be doing very well um, despite a, a U-turn in policy. So whereabouts do we fit in this personally? 
Well, and sometimes New Zealand citizens have taken a lead in these issues, changing before the government did or at the same time. For instance, Auckland businessmen have been calling for the right to demand that people get vaccinated if they want a job. Kindergarten workers have called for parents to get vaccinated before their kids are admitted to preschool because the children can't get vaccinated themselves. And others have pushed for the development of a vaccine that's safe for children. And no sooner than that idea been expressed, then Pfizer, one of the vaccine manufacturers, has started doing just that. I expect we will then see some pressure on our government to get into the queue for these child vaccines early and not wait at the bottom of the queue as they did the first time round. I heard an interesting discussion between two churches over how to cope with communion services during lockdown. One denomination said that we shouldn't have communion services until we are in level one. Another denomination said communion is okay in level two if the food distribution goes all one way. I presume that means that you shouldn't let any wine slop back into the cup. <laughs> and it was um, even more of a problem for some union parishes who are having to have got two bureaucracies now telling them when they can go back after COVID. I'd like to, to finish with a few comments that show this debate over tough love versus soft love goes back at least 2,000 years. That was the theme of my Bible reading from Matthew's Gospel. He was telling his church members to protest, protest about lawbreakers, but do it gently. The first step, according to Matthew, is to speak to the lawbreaker in person, one-on-one, -on -one, not to make a big scene. That could be a difficult thing to do. But Matthew says, if your fellow church member accepts your complaint, you have regained your brother or sister. So that is a very good reason for not going in heavy, but still going in and making a point. However, if the brother doesn't apologize, Matthew ups the ante and says you should complain to the lawbreaker again, and this time take along two or three witnesses. If that doesn't work, well, Matthew has a three strikes approach. He says, take your protest to a church meeting and if he doesn't listen to them, treat him like a heathen or a tax collector. There's several things. Um, Clay will appreciate this being a Bible scholar, but um, this does not sound like Jesus at all. Matthew was, said he was quoting Jesus, but in fact, there was no Christian church in the time of Jesus. And in fact, Jesus was friendly to tax gatherers. So this is a debate within the pages of the Bible itself. I happen to take Matthew's side in this. But this argument being soft, soft, soft and tough went several more rounds. Matthew and Luke's Gospels have a weird addition to this story that says, who has got the divine right to forgive lawbreakers? And um, other people get criticized for getting their for forgiveness from the, from the wrong person. This terrible theory still survives in some quarters of Christians saying they deserve special forg forgiveness, including Brian Tamaki. So to sum up, we are lucky to live in a law-abiding country where most of the citizens are considerate most of the time, where the police show good judgment most of the time, and where the government puts its efforts in helpful ways most of the time. So we can mostly be cheerleaders or positive critics, but sometimes we need to be more than that and take an opposition viewpoint. At times, we too should take the lead by setting an example of goodwill and common sense.
and Sally has got a, uh, I should just say our discussion starter is these three questions. What kinds of people can you help through this lockdown? What kinds of help do you need yourself? And what kinds of tough love are needed? We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. And now for my closing words, may love inspire you, wisdom guide you, and peace surround you until we meet again. Thank you, David. So what are our questions for breakout? Sorry, I had my screen obscured. Uh, the issues I suggest we discuss are what kinds of help can we give to other people during COVID? What kinds of help do we need ourselves? And are there times when we should be tough and put pressure on people? All right. Thanks, David. Opening breakout rooms. See you in 10 to 15 minutes.